What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Six Rings King Show on a new night, Monday night now, baby. We're really excited, actually, to have uh, um, Eric McLean on the show here, college football analyst, co-host of the Huddle. Coach! Yes! All right! (laughs) First touchdown of the year. (laughs) Bobby Hurricane, yeah. You know the name already. It's Mercy. <laughs> it's the Six Red Cane Show. Can't forget the name, though. Got Jazz Blue Vision DJ break the game code. Ain't no changing up. Ain't no breaking up. Real port alive from the Hall Rock Stadium. Ball 14 for the orange or green. We see the Six Red Champs. It's more than a dream. This is life on the field. Beyond 100 yards of hurricane. That's never still put a damage in the squad. What's wrong with us? Seriously. What's wrong with us? We're Miami Hurricanes fans. Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricane sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go Canes. And buenas noches, everybody. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? We've got uh, Canes basketball just got started here in the second half. They're up one. Uh, they were great. one at halftime, um, and uh, along with Vish, <laughs> they're up three now. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little yeah. behind, but uh, yeah, I think I'm behind Jazz, and I think Blues in front of all of us. So, so no comments on the game. <laughs> oh my I, gosh, Vish! Until, until, until I react. In fact, they're just now Jordan Miller just scored to put them up three on my screen. Oh, so man. I'm like a minute behind you guys. So you're really so, shocked. Over, I didn't want to tell you. No spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> Shout out to Slink for being super delayed. Apparently, <laughs> man, it's what is happening oh, here? This is, this is this is no good. Um, <laughs> I think we all got a bone to pick. At least I do, and I know that probably maybe Vicious too, and all the fans are obviously going crazy, but. Uh, you know, I think we're ending the uh, – I think we're finally coming to an end, I think. I hope. I pray uh, for the OC search. Well, the DC search took, you know, 12 minutes. Do, and, do, do you want to make our prize pick yeah. before, uh, before I, Mario does? Oh, man, if we, could, if we could put prize picks up on, you know, as far as, like, the offensive coordinator – uh, what it's going to be, what the over-under is on days. I, think I mean, they should have done that. They would have taken all of our money. Yeah, no kidding, man. Really. Uh, but, yeah, let's give a shout-out to Price Picks real quick, uh, pricepicks.com. Uh, go check them out. Log in, and once you log in, you can sign up using the code 5, F-I-V-E, and they'll match your deposit up to $100. It's real simple. It's um, You pick anywhere between mm-hmm. two to five players, and then you choose the over-under on those individual players. All depends on how much money you want to make, right? So if it's uh oh, if it, <laughs> if it's um 
you know, two players, you make a little bit less. It's five players, you make a little bit more. It all depends on how much you want to play, uh, how much you want to win. So make sure you go ahead and sign up. Use the code 5FIVE, and they'll match your your initial deposit up to $100. Make sure you check them out. It's prizepicks.com. Yeah, this game is going to distract me also, but whatever. It is what it is. Um, we've got a lot to talk about, a lot to cover. Uh, first, let's mention defensive coordinator Lance Gidry is um, – is the new defensive coordinator at the University of Miami for any of you living under a rock that ha- I don't know yet. It's been about a week now or a little bit less than a week uh, that he joined the program as a defensive coordinator coming out of um, Tulane, I guess. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but really he was the off- He was a defensive was coordinator at Marshall. Tulane. Yeah. Technically Tulane, but he was the defensive coordinator at Marshall uh, led them to a top 10 ranking in overall defense, which is huge. And then headed over to Tulane before Mario snatched them up before he could even say hello to his teammates, uh, to, to his team. But um, look, it's funny because I spoke to blue the minute it was, it was, it was announced and, you know, me and blue were like, what the hell we, you know, and he, you know, blue, I mean, you knew it, right? Like it was, it was somebody that nobody had no freaking clue about, then, of course, you do your homework and you see, holy crap, he's a hell of a coach. It's a hell of a DC. It's a great hire for Mario. But the truth is, had you not, I mean, nobody would, everybody was like, what the hell is this, right? Yeah, well, like I said to you, I said, uh, somebody always has somebody in the building that knows something. And I said, well, you know what? I know four janitors in the building. Is that close enough? Maybe they <laughs> They gave me better insight. They they were feeling, you know, they were looking at all the trash and all the notes that Mario was making. So, but, uh, but nah, you know, I, you knew that was going to be the, the case because this is how Mario works. I mean, you know, he doesn't let anybody talk about injuries. You know, he won't comment on certain things. Um, he's he's learned from Nick Saban. He, you know, he's learned from Greg Schiano, guys like that who are. Uh, that's the way they ran business. I mean, they didn't, you know, the the people that they hire, they're almost sworn to the secrecy of anything that leaves this building and you might as well just clean out your desk type of thing. And uh, right. it hasn't been like that in the previous regimes, believe me. Um, uh, sometimes some of the co-workers knew more than Ma- Manny did. <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth, right? Yeah. Well, here's the thing, here's the thing, right? Like, you mentioned some of those names like uh, Greg Schiano and Nick Saban, but even um, you know, it's just been wild. It's been a roller coaster of a, of an off season for the Miami Hurricanes. Uh, yeah, transfer portal wise, but more importantly, you know, the coaching staff. You know, we all knew that there was going to be some changes, right? We knew that there was going to be some things going on, but you know, we're talking about implementing now a, a new defensive coordinator. Charlie Strong is not in the building anymore either. Um, so now you're looking to possibly add not only a defensive coordinator, a linebacker coach now as well, uh, potentially other positions, right? Potentially a defensive uh, defensive backs coach, uh, whether it's you know bringing up TVD, DVD, which a lot of people are in favor of, including yeah. myself. Uh, but also what what happens with Jamil Adai? You know, there's been a lot of rumblings that he's not happy that he might go some. You know, there's so many crazy things going on. For me, I, I'm just. Ha- I'm just excited that we've got the defensive coordinator in place because chances are, Vish, and I want to throw this to you on him, is he's going to want to maybe bring a guy or two in that he's familiar with that has had some success to coach some of those positions as well, right? Yeah, and and I think that's part of, like like you mentioned, actually last week at this time, I don't think either. was, was Gidry wasn't even hired yet, right? And since then, he's been hired. Strong also is leaving, so a lot of change there, but... Part of that probably is, you know, he wants to bring his his own guys in there. Biggest thing I'm happy about here is he exists. He's a real person. You know, we actually yeah. hired someone. <laughs> uh, that's that's he's got that going for him because apparently that's really difficult for us to do. Um, so really happy about that. <laughs> More seriously, I'm I'm actually happy that this is. You know, you like to see that the coaches learn from from mistakes. And last year, um he put together an all-star staff and I think the egos are too big on that. Everyone thought, Hey, I'm, I'm the big fish here. I should have input on this and that and the other thing. And I should be running this and I should be the head coach or whatever. You know, you get into those situations where when you over 
task people, they still got to know their role. So someone like Strong, who's been a head coach for the last 15 years, being a linebackers coach, that is going to be naturally problematic. Same thing with Ponce is he's he dropped down. He was an offensive coordinator, and now he's quarterback's coach. And then if you have a coordinate, uh, offensive coordinator, it's like, no, I'm the offensive coordinator. I'll tell you what we do here. That it's just So I think he learned from that Gidry is not from his coaching tree, and he's not a big-name guy. He went and, I think, found the guy he thought, this is the best coach I can get. And that is very different from what he did last year where he got the biggest name he could get. And so I like that that's changed. It's kind of learning from your your past mistakes. So, yeah, Gidry probably got some guys he's comfortable working with. We want that we want that cohesion and that um, that staff has to work together as a seamless unit. And last year that didn't happen. So, yeah, I'm sure he's got got some guys he wants to bring in. And, frankly, someone like Charlie Strong probably looks at – this, this younger coach who's, you know, not – I mean, he was a head coach for a while at McNeese, but not really as pedigree. He's like, I'm working for this guy? I'm out of here. And that's fine. Yeah. You got to get those guys out, right? And maybe Adai is the same way. Maybe Adai thinks – I mean, last year I was kind of making fun of the fact that there were rumors he was supposed to be – the he was a candidate because I was like, you got to yeah. be kidding me. But maybe he thinks he should be. And he's like, no, I'm not working for this guy. And that's fine. Get those guys out of here. If they don't want to be here, they can go. And I think that's the reset we're having now because, frankly, last year was was a complete disaster. I agree. I agree. I, yeah, I, definitely. Great. I was going to say, Vish makes some great points because, and and I said it all along, especially when we had somebody. And if you remember Frank, when Frank came in, I mean, he's a great guy, and we had him on the show, and you know, he he's all in. But like you said, he was a coordinator calling the shots. And then all of a sudden he had to shut his mouth and not even have any input. And I think that was a whole different story. If he had the opportunity to at least have some input, things may have been different and you can't have, you can't have things like that. I mean, it's just, and I'm sure Mario this time around is going to make sure that the the guys that are working on the defense work on the defense and not just be another, you know, guy who waits for instruction all the time. It's a team. And, and um, you, you had mentioned a couple of names and a DVD. Great. Been on campus. Kids know him. But also I heard a name, too, that uh, may be just as good a fit or maybe even a better fit at this point. Corey Bell uh, knows everybody. He's been every school in the state. Been to Florida. Been to USF. Um, he's at FIU currently. I mean, he's as good a recruiter as you get, and his name is just as – remember, he was a head coach in high school, and he coached all these guys, but he was another name that I heard um, over the weekend as maybe a possible guy to bring aboard as well. And, uh, you, you know, I know the Charlie Partridge situation got a lot diff- more difficult, and that's probably why um, Gidgery was um, hired because, first of all, I think uh, Charlie is uh, calling uh, Mario up and thanking him a great deal for even thinking of him because it got him a double pay and it got him a promotion. <laughs> I mean, he went from 600 to almost 1.3 and uh, from just a defensive line coach to, to co-defensive coordinator now. So Yeah, it was good. I mean, I, I get it. And, and I totally get that, why he would try to go after Charlie as well. Um by the way, for everybody that's kind of riding David and, and the rest of the guys with regards to the offensive coordinator, we're we're gonna we're gonna trust me, we're gonna get to the offensive coordinator in just a second because what uh, offensive coordinator? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get yeah, to we're that. We're going coordinator list. We're gonna revolutionize the sport, man. We just won't oh, yeah. play offense; just play defense. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, that's... we kind of tried that last year; it didn't work. So. No, yeah, it, didn't it didn't work because we didn't play good defense either. So, um, look on the defensive side. All right, he's he runs like I guess his uh, I mean he runs multiple out of a four two five, so the biggest thing is to make sure he's you're gonna have to blue you're you're gonna have to find five legitimate you know defensive backs whether they're safeties corners you know that striker position whatever you want to call it you're gonna have to find five guys back there that are gonna be able to play in this defense and I think that that's gonna be it's gonna be the biggest challenge but at the same time I think that bringing in a guy like a Corey Bell, DVD, even other guys that have been mentioned, even if Adai stays, I think it's a good thing, right? Uh, there's other guys that have been mentioned, you know, another Corey that's out there has been mentioned. Um, I mean, there's a lot of names out there. You're going to need those guys to come in and develop uh, these cornerbacks and help them 
to learn this system. It's it's a complicated system per se, but it's a good one. It's a, it's a, it's yeah. a, it's one that's going to make them really <clears throat> excuse me, uh really stand out. It's going to be a good defense if they can get it down, right? Which which we're happy to know that we got the defensive coordinator in on right. time to pass out the playbook. So, I think that it's going to be interesting to see how these how these guys perform in the spring. If they have a clue, if they understand the concepts and the, and the multiple formations that they're going to be uh, playing out of in that four-two-five. Oh boy! Oh come on! It's um, only complicated though, Jazz. If yeah. you don't have the talent, I True. mean, it, you know, I mean, it gets less complicated if these kids are picking things up and actually implementing them. They have guys. I think they have more probably quality defensive backs ready to plug and play than they do linebackers. Right. I mean, they have, you know, a handful of linebackers. Obviously, Wesley had a great year last year, no doubt. But a defense like his calls for sideline to sideline linebacker play. And that means there's a lot of assignments to learn. But yeah. at the same time, if you have a secondary two, I mean, you could throw, you know, the whole thing is, is des- designed, if you're an offensive coordinator in that scheme, is to throw a lot of underneath and what that does is suck up your corners, and then you kind of could throw a little bit long. But you then again, you have the two safeties over top. And, uh, no, I watch this scheme, and it's a great scheme. Any scheme is great if you have the personnel to run it. I mean, if, uh, if you don't, you could be – and that was – I thought, you know, for the most part – uh, that's been Miami's problem. You know, I mean, they've had, I mean, Manny's knows his defense a little bit, I guess, if he's coordinator now at Penn State and all this, but he just doesn't have personnel. And it got le- worse and worse and worse. And I think you're 100% right. And and what this makes a good point about some of these um, coaches, I mean, the coaches have to be a fit too. You know, you just can't be Absolutely. bringing in any coach and then say oh well, he was it and that's what Miami did last year they as Vish said they got an all-star coaching staff but you know everybody wanted to you know get a time to you know get that at the throttle of the ship and that's not how successful teams are made yeah and that's why it's important that you know whoever comes into the staff is able to teach Gidry's scheme works well with him like we can't have that that lack of cohesion again and and that that showed up all i mean the number of busts of middle tennessee putting up 500 yards like the defense was was pretty terrible last year it's just the offense was so much worse that that it was less noticeable but like if the offense was not terrible like we would have been talking about how bad the defense is everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, man, wait until you see that play right uh, I just did. Was, was the pack layup. Yeah, I think I'm closer up. to you. I think blue is like a minute and a half ahead, but uh, they're and they're and they're pissed. absolutely Ben. Absolutely, UNC is pissed. Um, too many cheese, not in the yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, you said it. Um, I want to go back to what Ben said earlier too. Uh, coaches like uh, Partridge and Candle are using Mario's leverage. Look at this point, Candle, Candle, here he already signed, he already uh got his extension and signed for mm-hmm. he actually took a pay cut, believe it or not. So uh, I don't think that there's leverage there anymore with regards to that. I mean, they could, right? I guess essentially say, "Oh, we're going to give you even more money," but I just don't think that that's that's what Toledo wants to do, anyways. I don't know if they have that that type of uh, budget. But the the point is, um, this is why leaks. It's hard for for leaks to get out, right? Like you don't want these leaks to get out because some of these coaches that are really in the running, uh, then then this kind of stuff happens or someone else kind of poaches them or, or talks to them and, and, and it gets ugly. And that's why Mario keeps it tight to the vest. I think blue knows that better than anybody else uh, is how, how he is. But as we segue to the next topic, which is the offensive coordinator, I'm a little bit concerned uh, blue and Vish. I'm a little bit concerned at this point because we're talking about, I mean, 
it's been I don't know how many days now, right? Uh, it's it's been a long time. Uh, I think that the fans are getting restless. Uh, I think everybody is getting restless. I know Mario, you know, dances to the beat of his own drum, but. Listen, it could be it could hurt you as well down down the road. It could hurt you in the end, and it could hurt and it could hurt the people that support this program. Okay, so I'm starting to get worried now because I know last week we were like, should we be worried yet, or should we not? Right, and 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 we I was under the well, not just yet. Right, I think that he's got a plan. I think he's doing the. I mean, at this point. Yeah, I'm. I'm worried. I'm worried. Well, I mean, I mean, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like what's going. Yeah, on. and and we actually talked about this offline a little bit last week. We're we're you know we cover the team. We're technically media, but we're fans first. So from a media perspective, I can kind of thought, look, he's methodically working his way through whatever. From a fan perspective, this is ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's brutal. Like, it's, come it's, on, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, what yes. are you doing? And I I was actually giving him the benefit of the doubt last week. So I was like, look. There's going to be some slowdown and, and stuff like because what there was obviously a process to work through with Gaddis it wasn't a simple like you know get out they had to work through contractual all that stuff had to happen so it took a long time to get him out the door once he was announced gone I was like okay that's where I'm starting my clock so even though he knew gas was gone probably for months right. so I was giving him that benefit at this point like unless like he announces someone off the Eagles or chief staff tomorrow. Like what have we been doing? Like what is happening? So it's really hard to, to, to really explain this away. Ultimately, whoever he hires, it's going to be, you know, if the offense is good in the fall, it's fine. Just like last year. I mean, we waited and waited and he did, you know, obviously it ended up being a disaster, but he hit a home run in terms of just, Oh, that made sense. It took, it's hard to extricate Michigan's offensive coordinator. Right. right. Um, in this, I don't think that's happening here. It does feel a lot like he's kind of flailing around a bit. Um, and we'll, I guess we'll see who ends up in the job. And again, the results are all that we're going to care about. Just from a fan perspective, this is really frustrating to watch. Just, just like, come on, it looks incompetent. Let, two things I want to, I want to, I want to kind of pose to both of you uh, with this. Right, number number one, I I I agree, or I, I I get what Bruce Feldman has said. I and I don't know if you guys saw what he said um, recently in an article or a, a podcast. I think he does with Matt, with Manny Navarro. Um, the whole thing of his interview process takes way too damn long. Number one, and that could turn coaches off, right? That could turn coaches off to where you know he takes so long to interview someone that he. You know, coaches kind of say, well, hey, like if it takes this long for you to figure out what you want to do, you have no freaking clue as to what's what you want to do. So I'm over here interviewing with you and you're taking forever. It's like any any job, right? Like if you go interview for a job and they take two or three weeks to call you back and in three weeks they call you back and you're like, hold on a second. I already took a job or I don't really want this job anymore. You guys, you know, that happens, right? This is real life. This is these are the things that happen. Um Hold on, Fire Marine says he can keep things close to the to the vest. I'm sure he says, but after all this time, we can start to wonder if he has been rejected multiple times and he's just left with yeah. Like that's that's a great that's a great thought thought process uh, for, from the fans or from anybody else that's looking at this from the outside, saying what the hell is going on? Is he striking out on on a lot of these interviews? Are the interviews taking too long? And the coaches are saying the hell with it, or is he just being? He, if, is he overthinking? Is he overanalyzing? Is he over-interviewing, right? Because you can do too much of one thing also. So my question is, is it a case of, is he kind of just taking too long with these interviews? Or is he overanalyzing and overthinking the whole entire process? Are the coaches getting fed up? What's your thought process on what's going on right now, Blue, with the whole offensive coordinator's uh, situation? You're on, you're on mute, you're on mute, Blue. There you go. Oh, oh there Sorry, you go. I had I was coughing, so I didn't want you to hear it. But um I, you're hundred percent right, uh, with the fact that I think what's happening is getting rejected. There's a lot of guys that may not want this uh position. They were seeing what's going on. And remember, Mario's uh, He's not one of those nine to five guys. He, you also have to put in the perspective that he's going to 
especially a new offensive coordinator that they might as well tell their family. We'll see you next week because he's, as soon as he gets a job, he'll be in here. Uh, they'll get him his shirt. So get him his gear and uh, get him his office. And, and all of a sudden what's going to have to happen. That's why the, the Apple whites and the, and the um, uh, Nussmeyers become more prevalent because of the fact they're both quarterbacks. See, so if you hire an offensive coordinator, it's not a quarterback, you got to get a quarterback coach as well. So I just think that he's getting rejected by probably the uh, plan A, plan B, plan C, plan C guys. And now he's working on plan D without letting everybody know he is. And that's, you know, because right now, if he comes away with a guy, like I said, like an Apple White or a, um, whoever, um, if the guy works out, then we're all going to sit there looking like fools. And they go, well, he already knew who he wanted. He just wanted to make sure that, uh, but I don't think that's happening. I think he's, he's, he's running up upwind right now and nobody's really uh nobody wants to because there's too many factors like i said before <clears throat> you look at everybody on staff and they all buy into what mario's about and you have to do that because if not there's a door it'll be a revolving door every year and you don't want that for your program especially because when you sell an offensive quarter a coordinator to a quarterback to a running back to a receiver you're selling a couple of years. You're selling probably the duration of their time here, three, four years. Right. Truthfully, that's the way it should be. I mean, it used to be that you're assistant coach for six, seven, eight years. Look at Virginia Tech, 10 years. Some of those guys were there, but the game has changed and you can guarantee every year. I don't care what program it is. Look at Alabama already made three changes. So it happens every year. But what Miami needs to do, get some stability. And the guy that he brings in, see, unlike what you were, to, we were talking about Frank Ponce, Frank was willing to work with him and learn and learn and then become the coordinator. And that's how it's supposed to be. That's how it's supposed to be. Because right. when you hire inside house, you really don't lose anything. You don't lose anything from recruiting. You don't lose anything from the uh, from game planning, game management, knowledge with the players. And that's how successful programs run. You try to get somebody from within. doesn't always happen, but Miami's not in that position. So right now, and you mentioned, what, two and a half weeks now till they, till they start with their, uh, you know, their spring. And during spring, we wanted to establish guys that are going to, you know, play, make a, make a strong push for the summer. Cause when you leave any spring, you have to be, mindful that you know i mean although it hasn't been like that here in miami it's always well you know we're going into summer and these guys are still one two and we're, we can't separate them uh, but this spring especially with so many new faces and so many kids who that transfer portal and high school kids that are on campus now and they're conditioning and that's fine and they're getting acclimated from a class standpoint which is fine but they got to be in a playbook. And what playbook do you have on offense? None. Right. You got nothing. And by the way, none. and nobody playbook. wants a stupid playbook from last year. <laughs> you know, by, by the way, the, the playbook was uh, officially could be handed out. It was either Friday or today. I don't remember. Some say Friday, some say today. They still don't have one. Yeah. So, so what the hell is, what the hell? Look, here's another, here's another thing. Right. And I'll pose this to, to, to Vish. The whole Jason Candle saga, right? Before it was, well, he's got 48 hours to make a decision. And that was when we spoke, you know, we spoke last week. And after 48 hours, you know, he was supposed to tell Mario yes or no. Uh, those 48 hours came and went. And he's still a candidate. He's still possibly a candidate. He's still, you know, weighing his options, apparently, quote unquote, right? So, yeah. like, at this point, listen, man, it's... It's crap or get off the pot, Jason Candle. You're either going to come or you're not. That's yeah. number one. This is my first thought, right? And, and number two, Vish, I mean, why? If How is Mario – is this not a mistake on Mario's part to be like, hey, uh, you know, what's going on, uh, Jason Campbell? Do you still want to come after I gave you 48 hours and you called my bluff on that? Like, what's going on with this whole Jason Candle thing? Uh, at this point, should Mario just be like, I'm moving on from this guy. He doesn't still doesn't know. Or 
is this all a smoke string, right? Like, could he still be in the picture? There's still work. And by the way, you know, the, the, the consensus is the talk on the town is that there's, you know, been interviews going on the past three or four days, but not necessarily for offensive coordinator positions, right? It's been for position for off the field positions, analysts, uh, 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 position coaches as well. So it's not all offensive coordinators, but at this point, like, you gotta now. I'm a I'm Vish. I, I know I'm going on a little rant because I want to throw it to you, but I don't care what anybody says. You gotta give the fans something. You gotta give us something because guess what? We're the ones that support this damn program, anyways, right? The fans are important. So anybody who says Mario doesn't give a crap about what the fans think, he better start caring because at the end of the day, when you're raising prices and you go five and seven and you're raising prices and you're asking for donations to get in line to get parking passes, you better give the fans something. You better give them something that they want. Vish, I don't know what your thought is on Candle and everything else, but I had to go on a little bit of that rant there because I think it's, you know, if you don't start winning, you keep doing this, you're going to have a big problem on your hands. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's that's the ultimate. That's all that's going to matter in the long run, right? And I think Mario realizes that. So as much as you're right, he can't not care about the fans because, frankly, and maybe this has changed with the new athletic director. Before, the previous athletic director, who we will not name on the show because f that guy, um, <laughs> did not care at all if the team won or not. It was all, you know, what can I get away with? And so it was only when the fans lost their minds that it would even cause them to make moves. So I don't think, I think we have a real athletic director now, so that's no longer the case, but still you don't, you know, you want to recruit and coach in an environment with, with the fans behind you. And this does, he, he came in with a ton of goodwill and that's slowly eroding with this stuff. And I frankly think the fans will be happy to give him a pass on last year, given that changes happened. Right. But now you're doing this process. If this process ends in, in, a, in a hire that doesn't work, I think he's going to have a lot of trouble, um, you know, justifying that. And I think we've still, I think the general fan consensus is still, uh, it's still, uh, we got one program that's fucking awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, hey, I, I won't tell you the score since I, I'm too far ahead. I know you're probably like two <laughs> possessions ahead. But, and another one that might be pretty damn good this year too. But whatever, go yeah, ahead. We'll talk baseball a little yeah. bit before we end. Um, but um, but yeah. So so I think he's slowly eroding that goodwill. And and I actually so I don't disagree with this Sinclair that um that we don't need to settle. But he's got to get the best person he could get. And I don't think getting jerked around by Jason Candle or whatever is putting him in that position. Frankly, at this point, if you've been playing footsie with this dude for months and he still can't make the decision, you got to move on. You're going to have no control over this guy when he comes in, which is exactly what we came out of last year, where we just had all this mess within the staff. So while I agree with you, you don't just hire like first available guy. It's now gotten to the point where go through a process, yeah. whittle it down, get the guy that's going to come and, and take him. And as far as like, is J- I have no idea what's going on with Jason Candle, obviously, but like, you got to move on, Mario. Like, yeah, he, like I, you can't keep keep you know messing around with this kind kind of stuff. And and I, I don't know what the where this process ends. I think that's my concern. It's not that we need to settle. It's that right. You got to. I mean, it's like I, watching- I think at this point <laughs> he may be settling. Right. You're right. So you got to get the best guy you can get. It's not right. like you know. I mean, Eric Bieniemy is not coming from the Chiefs, right? I no. mean, you're gonna have to get someone, right? I mean, that's that's the reality. Um, so, you know, get the best guy you can get, and and that means can get, because if someone's still jerking you around after months of like this, after he did it last year too, that guy's not a guy you can get. Yeah. And, and so I think that's that's kind of where where I'm at with that. Um, I mean, ultimately, again, if the team is good next year, no one's gonna remember this. If the team is bad, they're going to come right back to this and be like, remember, you couldn't even figure out who to hire, and now look at this. He should have moved on from gas more quickly. He could have made moves more quickly. Um, whether that's even true or not, it doesn't matter. It's all going to be result playing the result. But that is – that's where he's put himself into that position where, you know, just to talk about how – that's not a jump ball. you got to be kidding me. Just yeah, to talk about how, how much he's mismanaged. He came in with, like, almost infinite goodwill. And he doesn't have that anymore. So that's that's kind of that's really what he's lost. He's lost a lot of that kind of cushion he had to deal with. And someone said nine wins. I don't know if he needs to go nine wins, but 
you know, I'm not falling into that again. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> but, <laughs> no, but if he goes like six and six next year, they're gonna. I mean, our fans are crazy. They're gonna be like, fire this guy. I mean, that's he's gonna get banners flying over the stadium. Right. That doesn't mean he's, it's it's not fixable at that point because Butch had banners flying over the well, stadium sure, too. Well, sure, it is. It but, is. But 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 you know, he, <coughs> but he's why get to that, that point? point? Yeah, why get yeah, to that point? Exactly. Shout out to uh, uh, Average Canes. On here, um, and shout out to, to to our man Danny Gillette. Um, there we, he we is. called an audible. We called an audible out of it. It started right. half an hour early, and then we're like, "Is Danny gonna see this? Is he gonna be home?" Like, we're like, <laughs> "No, I didn't see it at all." <laughs> I, but, I, I, we thought so. We're like, "I don't think Danny saw the message." Oh man, but I Danny am, was hanging out with J Lo at Dunkin' Donuts. There, I wish I would have <laughs> stayed at Dunkin' Donuts the whole show if that was the case. <laughs> but anyway. I'm happy to come on here and see the anger regarding the lack of an offensive coordinator. Um, I'll just say quickly, we should have had one by now. And like to Vicious point and to Jazz's point and to Blue's point, you know, if we don't do well next season and if we go six and six and just barely skate by, it's not going to look good on Mario. And I hate the games he plays where he, you know, I get waiting for the right guy and I get waiting for, you know, the guy you want. But at this point, it's Sometimes a little bit too concerning. Long. Yeah, it's a little bit concerning. Yep. I mean, we've seen him try to manage a clock at the end of the games. He can't do yeah, that either. So, so this is like just he's got he's got time management issues. This man, like, it takes him four months to hire a coordinator. Uh, he can't handle his timeout situation. There's all sorts of stuff going on here. So, uh, <laughs> uh, all right. So let's kind of throw out a couple of names that uh, we've been hearing lately, right? Blue mentioned a couple guys already. Major Applewhite is one. Um, uh, another one that keeps coming up is a guy, Sh- uh, Shannon Dawson. Uh, out of Houston, uh, who runs kind of like that, uh, you know, I, I think he's under the, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Holgerson. Yeah, Holgerson tree and all that. Uh, it, that's that air raid type of offense. I don't know. If, and so uh, uh, Major Applewhite kind of runs that offense as well. What are your thoughts uh, on on Major Applewhite or a guy like Shannon Dawson, Blue? Both of them are, you know, doable. It's just when they come in. I mean, if they come in now, they get that. But the thing about that I like about maybe an Applewhite is because of the fact that he's that quarterback. He's a proven quarterback, and I think he would work well with our quarterbacks. I really do. He's always had a great rapport with the quarterbacks, um, and I think that's extremely important. On the other hand, you know, you look back, I watched a lot of the film of the the Houston games over the last couple years and watched – what Dawson does and very innovative and he has an opportunity, um, you know, to, to be a special type of guy. I think he comes in with less baggage, obviously. Uh, but at the same time, he comes in with not as much experience right. and Applewhite has played at a high level, been there, been around it, coached at it. I just think he's a dude. I think he's the guy that, but, and I said this last week, and, and I hopefully I'm not saying it next week because it'll be one week closer to spring, but they got to come in now. I mean, it, with all the things that I was saying before, because you could get your assistants after, okay? If you want to get new assistants and, you know, bring in a new DB coach and bring in a new wide receiver coach and whatever it is, you can get them in the next couple of weeks. But you got to get your coordinator now. And, and yeah. the whole thing is, and I'll keep bringing it down, I mean, in my early going, I, I used to run restaurants. And the whole thing is, is until you get a chef, you don't know what food to serve. So how, you know, you could get a sous chef and you can get, you know, wait staff and you can get all this stuff like that. But until you get a chef and know what he's going to prepare, you're, you're really in a hole. I mean, you're, 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 you're a business and your, your machine can't move forward. Uh, because certainly Mario couldn't be an offensive coordinator. He's never really called a lot of the plays, you know, I mean, yeah, he's been a lineman and that's great. Um, but they've, I mean, I don't, I don't know what the holdup is, but there's gotta be a holdup because if there wasn't, then we wouldn't be this far into the game and we would have had this, you know, I mean, even hiring a DC, even though we look back as, Oh, it's great that we have, it should have been two, three weeks ago. I mean, you just you have to put things in a place. I mean, this wasn't a team that was eleven and two last year. Right. I mean, this is a team that lost some crappy games. So everything needs to be resurrected. So your resurrection time, especially because I look like I said, 
this is probably the most important spring they've had because you've got a lot of spaces to fill and you've got a lot of new faces that are on board right now. I mean, not, we're not waiting till May. We're not waiting. There's 22 kids in there that weren't here last year. So, you know, it's sort of right now they're having a fun time lifting weights and running and, but what are they doing? I mean, you know, are they getting together? Even if Tyler brings the receivers out and stuff like that, all they're doing is pitch catching. They don't have any real things to go over. So I'm of the belief whoever they bring in, I mean, it's time just keeps wasting and the continuity is going to be less and less. And, and they, to me, if they bring in somebody this week, we're all forgotten because over the next two weeks, they'll be kicking butt. They'll be, you know, the, the, the new guy will be before he ever even brings anybody in. He'll be having meetings with the kids. He'll be watching film around the clock. He has to see the personnel. A lot of these guys don't, I mean, they know the personnel from afar, but you can't go into the spring without knowing the guys. Yep. You know, you can't be saying, oh, what's this guy's name again? If you keep doing that. You know, I mean, it's it's sort of like I thought when Mario had had the job uh, that he came in here with. Well, sort of sort of like what uh, McDaniel did. You know, by the time McDaniel got off the plane and met with the media, geez, he knew every background of everything. And that's what you got to be. You have to have an astute coach like that who's willing to make up for lost time and understand that Mario's way is the only way. You can't, you cannot uh, improvise. You cannot improv. You can't stick things in there. You've got to do what he says. Right. And if you don't over, over and another crappy season. Yep. And I, you know, I, for one, going back to vicious point. Yeah. We're with the media, but we're fans and we're, we hate this more than anything because we could see what's going on from both standpoints. And, you know, you almost want this stuff to be over. Uh, David, David brings up a good question here, Blue. Uh, yeah, David Everett. But, but Blue, how long have you known Mario? Just go ask him what's taking so long. Well, you know, I really I, – I, it's funny that he I, – I asked him, you know, texted him last week, and he never got back to me. Then all of a sudden, Saturday, I wasn't feeling real well, but he fired away all these questions. And I told him, I, he says, so when are you coming down? I said, well, I'd like to come down to meet your new staff. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, hopefully that's sooner or later. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I've known him since he was 14. He's always been, he's got, you know, he's got that type A personality. I mean, if you keep pushing him and backing him up against the wall, he's going to get angrier. And yeah. so we've everybody's given him his, his leeway. I'm sure even, you know, the AD and everybody is, you know, oh, yeah. uh, you know, they're not. But he's not going to get as much slack if he continues to do this again. Um, yeah. And, and just to, to highlight uh, Fernie's point, this whole like trickle of one coach in, one coach out. Like if people aren't going to be here, just be like this person's not here. That's yeah, it. and we'll, feel we'll, like we'll like this. It, it's just and again, it everyone's been saying this repeatedly. It won't matter if the product in the field is good, but it all just you know feeds into that. We don't know what's going on here. Like he doesn't know what he's doing. Right. Whether he does or not, when you have these trickle of things coming out, OC leave. Well, first first quarterbacks coach leaves, then OC leaves. Then defensive coordinator leaves. Then you hire a defensive coordinator. Then the linebackers coach leaves. It's just like, yep, makes it just, look like there's no structure. Yeah, and it, and it just looks like, frankly, it looks like anyone that can leave is trying to leave because those are your four most high-profile assistants. Um, so it does kind of lend itself to that. And so, and I don't, and he's and to Blue's point, this is a Type A guy who is very control freak. It looks like he doesn't have control of this situation. And, and that's an odd one. Vish put up there what Ben says about Dan Mullen. Yeah, so we wanted we wanted we wanted Dan Dan Mullen wanting some, to to now wanting some guy named Shannon. We are down bad. No, so I I didn't say we wanted Shannon Dawson. I'm saying those are the names that are being thrown out there. Number one, number two. I think what is bad or sad is that at this point a lot of us are just like just hire someone already and let's move forward. 
right? And that's that kind of sucks, man. That kind of sucks. Um, maybe you guys want to get to this. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, step out for like one second. I'll be right back. Okay, I I will get to this. I I do I do think that's definitely the case. I mean, I don't know that he's necessarily here for ten years, but he is. He, he Mario's got a long leash. Um. And so, yeah, he's not going to get fired. But there are, you know, steps between fired and him losing some control here. And I don't – they a lot of money has been invested in him. And if we don't put a better product on the field next year, I don't know that he's going to have the leeway to do what he's doing right now, which is, all right, all these guys are going out. Give me a blank check to bring in whoever I want to replace them. Like that kind, of, like that is he's still in that mode, and once that goes, that's when you start losing control, right. and and maybe that'll be a better thing for him, frankly, because maybe he needs some, you know, maybe maybe with his type A personality, as Blue mentioned, maybe him being having dictatorial powers isn't the best thing, but that's what he's got right now. But he could definitely lose that. Like, there's a lot of ground between being fired and you know losing some parts of control, or then say, look, we're not going to give you the coach budget anymore. Like uh, you, you've already blown through it twice, right? So yeah. like he needs to, he needs to. And I think he knows that too. Like he knows, like if he's coming here next off season again, trying to 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 find um, you know, higher coordinators again because he's messed it up again. Like he's eventually, like no one the, at some point they're gonna stop investing in this, and they're gonna right. be like, no, like make do it. And I honestly, obviously, it was a different regime. There wasn't as much money around, but I do think that happened to Manny Diaz. Like I don't know that May necessarily wanted to be the defensive coordinator his last year here. It's just like he knew Blake Baker couldn't be anymore and they weren't going to pay for another. Remember, he didn't even fire him. He demoted him to, to like linebackers coach and he left voluntarily because they're like, basically they're like, we're not paying for any of this. Like, yeah, like well, you're, you're not fired, but figure it out. We're not paying for any of this. And, and Mario could get to that stage. Well, here's the thing too. Let's look at where this athletic director came from. So his leash is going to be a little bit shorter in that football reign because he left a program that was pretty damn good. And he saw what it, what it took. Uh, and so his leash is going to get shorter and shorter because while he was here to resurrect the entire sports program, which he's doing, great baseball, great basketball, their volleyball team has uh, done real well. They, they're, they're really good in track. Uh, so football is going to be, you know, the, the odd man out as far as, and that's because that's the money, you know, although if you went to every game of the FSU game, it'd be hard to believe that they get, <laughs> that they get run toilets on the, on the damn uh, revenue they got from some of them games. But to me, this is a man that, that saw some really good football. So I, I don't know how long he's going to kind of like zip his mouth up and not talk. Because sooner or later, he and Mar- Mar- Mario are going to have to have a sit-down. Yep. Uh, so I'm thinking he's letting Mario do his thing. But uh, as Vish said, if his thing doesn't work after this year. Yeah, maybe think- that's why they raise tickets. Like, if you're stupid enough to buy tickets at this point, <laughs> yeah. you'll you'll pay whatever we ask. So might, yeah. as well, might as well, those 10 people that show up are going to pay a lot more. That's right. It's that's like right. if you're the first person into a condo, your HOA fees are like a million dollars because there's no one splitting it with you. Just from a stability <laughs> standpoint alone, if you hired Mario to bring stability back into the program, to me, that means on the field and in terms of the coaching staff. And right now, you know, that stability to this point isn't there. I'm not saying it can't get there, but it's never good when you have, you know, this much turnover and, you know, your first couple of years and this indecisiveness, it's, it's difficult to expect stability on the field when you can't even – I don't know, get your coaching staff together in a timely manner. I don't know. It's just, I just don't think this is the right way to do things. Yeah, it's a little weird. That's true. You know what would be nice if we could grab a rebound? Anyway, yeah. um, actually, okay. Ben has a question, which I think, like, I guess, what is, more generally, what what is Alonzo Highsmith here for? So, Al- Alonzo Highsmith is here as... Um, I'm waiting. Football operations, right? He's here oh, to yeah. oversee. He's over. He's here to oversee the program, but he's also here to evaluate talent and evaluate coaches. And so, yeah, he is yeah, supposed man. to be helping him out with this. Um, Lord knows how many guys he must know being in the NFL all those years and knowing yeah. the. You know, that's that's another thing that kind of is mind boggling because I'm sure that he and Mario could put their heads together and say, "Hey, 
you know, let's get this guy, you know, we'll go with him. I well, think he's real. Well, I think that is the, that I think that's the area we probably landed at where, where Mario's like, do I get a college coordinator from a smart school? Do I maybe get an NFL quality control assistant or passing game coordinator? Someone that hasn't been an offensive coordinator before. Cause those are probably options he has on the table too. Um, yeah. Because NFL teams have like 57 assistant coaches. Like, there's a lot of people that Alonzo Highsmith will know and have relationships with that are offensive NFL coaches that do a lot of the scheming. Like, the offensive coordinators in in the NFL don't do that much because they have so many assistants. They have one to do a running game, one to do a passing game. They'll hire a coach to do third downs. Like, they do all this specialized skill that there's not one guy doing it all. So you could easily find an NFL assistant that has a lot of of the responsibilities of a college OC. Oh, easily Maybe, is a strong word. No, you could easily right find find one that has those responsibilities. Whether you can find oh, one yeah. that takes <laughs> takes this job is a whole other question. Right. Uh, but but so and if you start thinking that direction, like okay, I cannot get my plan A um, college offensive coordinators, then you start then you start going down that path, especially when you have right. someone like Alonzo Highsmith who has those NFL connections. But I think everyone's in agreement. We are well past the plan A stage of this. So um, <laughs> Look at oh, Jazz. God. Miami's yeah. finding a way to poop this game, huh? <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Oh, yeah, yeah. Every one of our road losses has been like this. With yeah, 70, big, big... 70 seconds left, a minute and 10 seconds left, they're up by seven. Yeah, but they keep throwing them. But they oh, keep yeah. turning the ball. They've got – too many turnovers and not enough rebounds. That's exactly. exactly. I mean, but yeah. they got out rebounded every game, so it's it's nothing new. It's just some dumb plays that they're making. They're right gonna now. learn if they're down the stretch here. They're gonna have to hit free throws because they're gonna yeah. have the ball. Uh, yeah, I get to Nigel and, and I don't. Uh, I'm not gonna jinx it, but go ahead. They need to hit free throws. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, definitely they're gonna have. Well, if you, but you if know you what? Cut. I'll tell you what. The wins that they've had, guys, especially at Clemson, a game like this, do you know Joe Lenardi's clueless? Seven, give me a break. Well, they're up to five now. They're up to five. Uh, they now. are up to yeah. five. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I think I think you know a top three seed. If, well, I agree. You know, what I mean, is, is in, Miami's a. I and, and something that Seth Greenberg said the other day, and I hardly ever listen to Seth Greenberg, but he said that he believes that Miami on any night could beat any team in the country, any team in the country, because they're athletic and they're fast and 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 they shoot the ball extremely well. So right. they don't necessarily have to rely on the rebounding all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think that they're up there with possibly the best team in the ACC, right? I think them, Virginia. Yeah, well, they beat Virginia. I mean, they beat Virginia. Yeah, it's 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 it's, um, it's Virginia and Pitt are tied for first, and my and we're in that Pitt game you were just talking about. It's exactly well. I mean, it's this game. It's this game. We're up and blew it in the last minute, and damn it, we did the same against Georgia Tech, (laughs) and we did the same against NC State. NC State twice because we did in regulation, then did it in overtime again. So. There are priors on this. There are priors. Just don't turn the ball over and come foul you. No, let go to the free throw game. Win it or you yeah, know. but the problem now there's too much time. Five point lead, minute. Yeah, I think you guys are probably already inbounded. Don't tell me. No, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is uh, this is tough. This is tough, but uh, they're gonna have to figure it out. Yeah. So. Um, I think that uh, it's going to be interesting to see if we finally have some love in the air tomorrow from the University of Miami. Uh, you know, maybe we get our own little Valentine's Day present uh, by them. Announcing. How long have you been saving that one up? I don't know. I, just thought, I actually just thought about it right now, man. I just thought about it. Come on. Let the ball go. Jeez, Louise. Did don't foul talk? that guy. Of course they fouled him. Of course they did. The guy that can't shoot free throws. He's, you know. You know. That's the game plan. They're yep. pressing them. See, that's the thing. These teams, Miami's seventy six percent from the line, so they're no, pretty no, good shooting no. team. But I'm well, saying, I mean, my a team like North Carolina is trapping them and pressing full court pressure and trying to, you know, you know, whatever. I hope not. You think? Man. Yeah, I said I if you would have asked me last week, I would have said not. last Friday. Yeah, I would have laughed about it, but now it's just like I hope not, man. 
There you go. Exactly. And he made it. Wow. Amir made the first one. Let's go, baby. Yeah, I'll tell you if he makes it on my screen. This is like completely ruining this viewing experience. For... I'm sorry, but I guess we have to stay on until the game I mean, we got to now. Yeah. There's, there's, well, there's... Here's the thing. The bad news is he missed the, the ball, but Miami gets it right back. So there yep. you go. They threw it away. All right. All right. Sorry. Sorry. No, it's fine. It's fine. If it's good news, it's fine. I don't want right. to like. If it's not news, we'll say anything. If it's it's one of those things me. where I don't have to like look at the screen because. Uh, um, oh, oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. The North Carolina guy hit it last. So. All right. Um, go ahead. Yeah, answer more questions. Yeah. I mean, well, what's, what's as they say, talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> yeah, TJ, you want to you want to monologue on this since you don't care about the basketball game? <laughs> sure. I just hope that something's announced soon as far as offensive coordinator goes. I mean, I share all your anger. I um, and I just hope something's announced soon because spring practice is coming up, and the fact that there's still no offensive coordinator um in the program right now is crazy to me. Absolutely crazy to me, but. Yeah, we'll and see. Just, and just to on Fernie's question, like anything is possible at this point. Like honestly, I would say, yeah, just because of the upper we're completely off the reservation in terms of like normal timelines for things happening. Yeah, yeah. we waited like three months to fire the offensive coordinator, <laughs> and now and have have no replacement lined up. It is. Yeah, it, and I understand there's some process to go through there, but but um, still doesn't make it any easier for a fan. No, no, it doesn't. And and Dazzle smile here. Uh, just keep watching up you'll smile jazz already clapped so i think i'm 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 the one way behind here so man how is this uh this thing where we watch a lot watch games along with the the stream thing and happen in the fall (laughs) talk amongst yourselves yes sir. that's gonna be a lot of fun that is gonna be a lot of fun i've used it before it's gonna be a lot of fun. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah cool. Just for everyone's awareness, uh, there is what's it called? Is playback. Playback. We have a partnership with Playback, so we will be uh, live watching Kane's football this fall with the. Uh, That's gonna um, be fun, man. That's trying fun. to anyway, if I can get ACC Network. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. You gotta well, get I, mean, it. I mean, I mean, but how, how does I guess how does the, oh we'll talk off one. We don't need to have a play. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, But anyway, let's uh, leak earlier. Uh, I think everyone knows my feelings on 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 this on this subject. Oh boy, let's 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 get into this again for old times' sake. Yeah, Malik Rozier no. has a lot of interesting things to say. I, I don't have a problem with Malik Rozier. I have a problem with his offensive coordinator choice. Yeah. No, I, I don't. I don't think Coley would come in as the offensive coordinator. I know a lot of people are thinking that he would. I think that if he came in as anything, it would be uh, he could have the co-offensive coordinator tag, but he's not going to be calling the plays. Uh, he's here for for different reasons, man, and. Uh, you know, and there's yeah, still, but, but I mean, that's that. Yeah. Oh, only got the second. Um, close for comfort. Yep. What rumor name for OC would disappoint you the yeah. most? Uh, Doug Nussmeyer. That's the name I was thinking of. Yeah, he, he has a he has a track record of being a terrible offensive coordinator in the college <laughs> level. So yeah. that I would say. Again, I mean, I have reasons, but Coley would disappoint me as well. Just like I don't think I don't want to. I want to be forward thinking and going back to an OC we had 10 years ago. Yeah, I don't think I, yeah, I'd probably be disappointed with That's him. Fair. And I guess, I guess I'm of a different mindset. I understand he does bring a lot of, lot to the table. He's not, he's a good coach, but I don't want to hire guys to be recruiters, man. We got recruiters. Let, can we get someone that can, that's like, who's the best at teaching Van Dyke to go through his progressions? Get that guy. By the way, I, this is what I wanted to mention. I know a lot of fans are like, oh, my God, we need to hire a guy that's going to come in and we're going to score 40 points a game and we're going to go up and – how many people on the chat can name me how many teams in college football average 40 points a game or more in score? Because I know, I know how many. So I want to know how many you think and who they are. So the chat's on delay, so give it like yeah. 20 seconds. It's probably it's, it's further behind than my stream here. <laughs> so. I can probably name you. I can also I can't name you every one of them, but I can also name you more or less how many average 35 all right, all right, points or more. All right, all right. Fernie got in there with six. Okay. Are you are you right? Are you sure you're right there, Fern? I mean, you told him to guess. You didn't yeah. say oh, that you were gonna like. Guess. Oh, it's a guess. Okay. You, you were it's gonna. You were gonna like assassinate them. <laughs> they got the <laughs> number wrong. This, <laughs> is, this is a I don't even have to look situation. it up. I don't even have to look it up. What Ohio State, Ohio okay. State, Michigan, Alabama, and Georgia. Look at the names. Look at the Ohio teams State, that I Michigan. just named. 
Alabama and Georgia. All in the college football playoff at some point. Yeah. Well, and also none of which you would go, oh, wow, that's an innovative offense. It's just I got dudes and I'm going to beat your brains in. TCU, who has an innovative offense, was average. I think it was 36 points a game. Uh, Tennessee averaged like 38 points a game. Um, You got a a team like Western Kentucky averages like 38 points a game, right? That's like one of the teams that are up there. That Uh, I think UCLA was up there. Wake Forest was up there. I didn't. I mentioned Tennessee already. Uh, Florida State averaged 35 points a game. Okay. Uh, uh, you're right, actually. My bad. You're right. Tennessee and USC. USC, I think, was at 41 points a game. And I think Tennessee was at 40. So, yeah, it is six. It is six. Um, um, I mean, it's actually, not like, actually, it's, but, not like but USC, it's hard to average 35, 40 points a game. Right. But I, actually, I um, realize that. Um, USC is actually a good. Washington was up there too. Washington averaged like right under, I think. But, but USC is like a good thing to look at because that does appear to be the most you can get out of a program running that style of offense. Oklahoma for years and now took it to the West Coast. Right. Playoff semifinals a bunch, which is great, but that does appear to be the ceiling because eventually you, you hit a team that can play defense and yeah. they slow you down just a little bit and you have no answer for that. And that is um, that's kind of what happens to every every year with that program. Oh, they're, all, they're always like around the playoffs. They're like they lost to who now and what happened? They blew oh, what lead? And a lot of times, like sorry, Vish, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm just a basking, lot of times victory over here. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times, the defenses of the teams that score a ton of points aren't that good either. So right. it's often a track meet for those types of yeah. games. But, but in this, in this, teams. in this instance. Like Alabama, top uh, pretty pretty decent. Defense. Yeah, they, they weren't absolutely. the best this year, but uh, Georgia had one of the top defenses. Uh, Michigan had like the top five defense in the country, right? Ohio State's defense was okay, right? wasn't bad either. Yeah. It was pretty good, uh, you know. Uh, and those, I mean, if you want that, I mean, it's hard, man. It's not easy to get a guy that's going to come in here and average 35, 40 points a game. Like that's not the norm. Out of the hundred and twenty eight teams in college football. I think it's less than like 40 or like 44 that averaged over 30 points a game. Like, think about that for a second, right? I mean, that's it's tough. It's not easy. I know, and for all of you calling for Major Applewhite, Major Applewhite averaged 29 points per game at Southern Alabama this year. So, like, he's still, yeah, I'm not saying he's a bad offense, but and that's an air raid offense. Like, what are we, you know? So, I, I do actually, thing, like, actually, speaking of that and speaking of, um, the the Houston guy Shannon whatever um I Dawson, Dawson sorry yeah. um I do think there is probably an element of hopefully some self reflection for Mario in terms of I think you know the the running game is a lot a lot of it's built around the offensive line and and kind of the blocking schemes and I think Mario probably feels he's got that the passing game scheming people open he might feel he doesn't have so I could definitely see some some air raid pass concepts coming into into this into this sure. to, to mix in with the running game and kind of pull from from multiple experiences there because I think if anything I mean you looked at the look at the past concepts last year and it was the quarterbacks were lost like people weren't getting sure. open and <laughs> and um, so I think that that he might also be looking for that like who's a good compliment because obviously Mirrorball's not going anywhere um, and that and and because of that that means you know the Air raid. We actually we actually had this before. I cannot believe I'm spacing on our old offensive line coach's name, but with Lashley here, we had to get a new offensive line coach because you have to block completely different to run that offense. Speaking of old UM offensive line coaches, uh, guess Stoutland. Who, Stoutland, uh, yeah. Well, Butch Berry just got hired by the yeah. Miami Dolphins. Oh yeah, that's oh, yeah. Line coach. Okay, yeah. Jeff Stoutland's kicking ass over in Philadelphia. Philadelia. But coach, but yeah. I mean that that is so. Logging? All right. Yes, yeah, that'll be uh, it. Um, but you can't like you um you can't run that offense with like a mirror ball blocking scheme. It's not the same thing. Right. And so unless he's running on firing mirror ball, which I don't think he's gonna do, just gonna no, go out and live there. Nope. Just gonna go out and live there and say that's not gonna happen. Um you know, I think that you you cannot run an air raid with it with that blocking scheme. You can't do it. It's completely different. Types of linemen you get, you block completely differently. That's why you had to bring in 
different it's garen justice i just remember his name um had to bring him in to, 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 oh, to, garen, yeah, yeah yeah to to work with lashley a magician. yeah to work with lashley because because you had to have that cohesion so right. i think he's honestly looking for getting someone with more spread passing concepts to run his offense and i think that's what he's when you, when you start looking at major apple i don't think he's going to come in here and run an air raid and and especially pulling someone from Holgerson's tree is an interesting one. Will there be concepts like you said and formations? Sure, but I don't think that that's like the the base of this the, what this offense will be. So we'll see. Anyways, all right, let's end it here. Miami with a big win. The University of Miami basketball team. Canes hoops big win against North Carolina in Chapel Hill. Nice nice win, eighty to seventy two, baby. So uh, we've got baseball starting up soon too. Yep, uh, Canes baseball State. Starts this weekend uh, with a three. Uh, look at Alex Schwartz over in Chapel Hill. Lucky guy. Lucky guy. Uh, shout out to Alex Schwartz, um, who helps us out with Canes basketball and with baseball a little bit. Although it's Josh White also. Uh, Josh White helps us out with Canes baseball also. Canes baseball uh, will be, myself and Vish will actually be at the game against Dartmouth. At the series, per se, against Dartmouth a couple of weeks wow. from now. Yeah. Yeah, busy, we'll, busy weekend. Got two hoops games, some baseball yep. going on all we'll at home. Some, so. ba- some basketball games as well. So it'll yeah. be it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Thanks for everybody who checked okay, us out. I, I appreciate it, Mark. But that last 20 minutes, we were kind of. Yeah, right. That was fun, man. That was fun. It wasn't great. All of it. All of us like staring <laughs> off in different my screen right. down here. By the way, now you guys can go tune into Flow Show. Now you guys can. So make sure you check us out every Monday night. Watch, uh, watch, watch, watch three dudes watching basketball all out of out of sync. That, that was a great, great show. Yeah, that great show. Awesome. But that's uh, us to a T. It may not be pretty, but it works. That's yeah, us. We are that's <laughs> that's the Six Rings Canes. Check us out every Monday, typically at 8.30 p.m. here on the Five Reasons Sports YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe, smash the like button. Uh, make sure you check us out. Next week, we will be announcing the offensive coordinator, whether the Canes like it or not. You said that um, last. <laughs> we're gonna, but we're gonna name one. Who the hell cares? We're gonna name one for Mario if he doesn't. If he doesn't name one, and that's the bottom line. Uh, maybe it'll, maybe it'll be like when they can't find a starting quarterback and they rotate him. It's just like. All right, this cor- this coordinator yeah. calls first. You'll call the play this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> send a text to Mario, man. Let him know what the hell we decided. Tell him that we decided this is the guy that he, he needs to hire, and that's it. Um, yeah, Blum. Yeah, right. <laughs> we'll see you guys next Monday. Thanks for joining us. Adios. The Six Rig King Show. The Six Rig King Show. The Six Rings King Show. You know. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.